Hello and welcome to the new evolution of the Essential NPCs podcast feed. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And while the Essential NPCs podcast is not returning in its original form, we didn't just want to let this RSS feed collect dust, especially when we've been making plenty of new content since Essential NPCs went on hiatus. As many of you may be aware, we've been running a weekly actual play live stream on Twitch, where we play none other than Manifest, the game that debuted on Season 9 of Essential NPCs. You're currently listening to the audio for the first episode of our first live stream campaign. Tons of you requested a way to enjoy this content in an audio-only format, and we're happy to finally oblige. The audio quality and format of the gameplay is tailored for a video medium, so it won't be like listening to the heavily edited and curated content of Essential NPCs. But you can expect great narrative content and appearances from various EMPC favorites like Seth Lilly, Dan Barron, and Roman Mylan. And if you want to catch up on the content faster, you can search Manifest the RPG on YouTube or join us live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash waypointlive. Otherwise, stay subscribed to this channel as we plan on frequently uploading the audio from old episodes for your entertainment. And without further ado, let's get into the actual play of Campaign 1, Episode 1, Highway Robbery. Enjoy! Welcome to yet another Manifest Twitch stream, but this time with new characters, new campaign. Uh, the votes were uh, just resoundingly in favor of us uh, making some fresh characters that utilize the full rules of Manifest the RPG. Uh, and so here we are. Um, as always, we have Addy Gia and Dan Barron. As the players, um, but you know, in future episodes, there may be guest stars here and there, characters that come and go. The Drifter's life is full of many interesting temporary companions. <laughs> um, so, uh, really quick, um, uh, Addie and Dan, if uh, you guys want to kind of introduce your character, give a brief like idea of your character, maybe describe a little bit what they look like. Uh, and uh, also uh, identify the history and path that you've chosen because it may not be a history and path that the uh, people who have the quick start guide are familiar with. Uh, and then after both of you have done that, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, advancement triggers and, and where the story is starting. Sure. Uh, so I am playing uh, Roland Hollis, PhD. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I am an educated grifter. Uh, Roland is like, does not look particularly physically capable. He's kind of wiry and a little like gangly, like very, very thin. Does not look like he has a lot of muscles on him because he doesn't. <laughs> uh, he's uh, from a factory town. He's very well educated uh, and has spent his recent time 
pretending to be a professor. And the PhD is definitely real, I swear. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't pay any mind to the fact that he's a grifter. <laughs> Why would you want to see the PhD? That's, that's not a thing. You don't get to look at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Roland has been uh, spending his recent time teaching classes at a university in, I believe, Alonestead is what we decided on. Right, Tommy? Yes, yes. Yeah, he's been teaching classes at Alonestead um, and, uh, you know, skimming off the top of tuition, maybe setting up some other cons and scams. Uh, and certainly things have definitely been going really well for him lately. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess we'll get to where the story starts. I'm getting into character, Tommy. <laughs> oh, you're lying a lot, I see. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Alonestead is one of the eight factory towns um, in uh, on Manifest, and um, uh, all the factory towns have a little bit of everything. They're uh, almost all of them are very like sprawling metropolises with uh, a lot more of the you know kind of sci-fi amenities that you might expect um, uh, than like places in the settle or like settlements in the Badlands or or like on the fringes of the Garden. Um, but of course, with all those uh, perks comes uh, the tyrannical rule of the governors and their uh, militia. Um, so uh, Alonestead, um, uh, it kind of sets itself apart from the other factory towns because uh, it has a very close relationship with the largest religion on Manifest, the Triptych Church. Um, it's where the like largest seminary is. And um, it uh, also, um, their university, um, the University of Alonestead is like one of the only universities that has like a direct, like has direct influence from the Triptych Church on it. Um, and then on top of that, Alonestead's uh, claim to fame is that it is the, uh, due to its like location to all the other factory towns, it is kind of the... Uh, the neutral ground for most like uh, factory towns. Once a year, there's a summit at Alonestead where uh, the governors or their closest representatives um, all meet and uh, like you know make sure that everything is cool and that uh, another factory wars isn't about to happen. Uh, so you know, kind of has like a UN uh, vibe to it as well. We in the grifting community call that open season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how about you, Addie? Who are you playing? Uh, I am playing uh, Pax Davison, who is a um, formerly uh, indentured individual um, uh, and uh, is now free, sort of. And, um, and she is also a uh, outlaw, so she's less free because she keeps on She's got a high rate of recidivism, I guess, and um, starts uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, and is is a little bit of a is a little bit of an outlaw here and there. Um, she a bit of a sneak thief, I think. <laughs> yeah, she's you know she's cerebral about it. She plans her stuff. She's not a, a charge in and figure it out kind of gal, because you know. She she knows what it's like when uh, once you get caught by the law. So where you end up? Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
Uh, those of you who watched the Twitch stream up until now can tell that these two characters are going to be very different from uh, from Anna and Vic as far as the 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 ways in which they prepare and approach problems. <laughs> uh, I don't know about Addie's character, but certainly I have a higher combined reasoning than both Anna and Vic if you mash them together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, things are not going well for the two of your characters. Um, Did you want uh, us to do advance with triggers before you tell us how bad it is? No, no, we'll, we'll do that right before we jump into you guys actually playing. <laughs> um, so, uh, things have not been going well. Um, one of you is already in, um, a, basically a prisoner uh, transport caravan. Um, you are uh, shackled inside a, uh, a jail wagon, um, uh, and one of you is in the prison of the sheriff's office, the, like in a holding cell in the sheriff's office in the town of Coffee Creek, which is located uh, in the garden, kind of like central west, uh, central eastern garden. Um, uh, not too far from Alana's dead, but still a decent way. Uh, and so which one of you is in the wagon already, and which one of you is getting picked up by the prisoner transport right now? I, I don't know. Should, yeah. we... Uh, <laughs> should we roll? <laughs> so presumably the one who's already in came from further away from Alana's dead? Correct. That's definitely not me. You <laughs> <laughs> <get> very far. <laughs> Listen, I'm a lot of things. Physically capable and good at navigating the outdoors is not one of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Roland, you are uh, you are in the sheriff's office. You've been there for a few days now, um, uh, waiting for the. Uh, this prisoner transport to roll through town and pick you up and take you to Alanistead so that you may be uh, convicted for your crimes. Uh, your crimes while, uh, are nonviolent, and um, depending on exactly how much you stole, it's likely that they wouldn't hang you. They might, uh, though, force you into an indentured contract for uh, a pretty large amount of time. Um, so that's the kind of fate you're looking at right now. And the problem with indentured contracts is they have a whole lot of loopholes for them to kind of keep you in there for perpetuity if you're not careful. Um, meanwhile, uh, uh, Pax, you are you've already been picked up by this uh, by this transport. It is a uh, uh, this transport consists of three wagons, two of which are uh, jail wagons. So they have like the the side walls are bars, the back. Uh, is uh, the back like wall is a is a barred door, um, and then the front that like separates you from the uh, the drivers is uh, uh, a solid wall with a little like slot panel that they can slide open and yell at you from. Uh, <laughs> Me. Uh, uh, so you've been in there uh, for a little bit. Uh, these the two wagons are, are are all the wagons are hover tech, so they don't have wheels. Um, and they are all being pulled by automaton horses. Um, uh, and, uh, um, so before we jump directly into actual play, um, really quick, I want the two of you to walk through what your advancement triggers are. Uh, that way, 
both the two of you and myself and the listeners can know what to look out for for advancement triggers. Sure. Uh, mine are, you obtain something using only words as your currency. You trick someone into a disadvantageous position. You talk someone out of conflict with you. You talk your way into a place you have no right being. All right. Uh, mine are, someone is threatened with violence. An open fight is avoided through underhanded means. You take something you want, but don't deserve. And you get away with breaking the law. Well, you didn't do that last one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so... uh, Pax, you've had a little bit of time on this wagon um, uh, to sit alongside your single companion, your single passenger uh, in the back of this wagon with you. The Including you right now, before uh, Roland gets picked up, there are six prisoners. Uh, it's you and one other prisoner uh, in this wagon, and then the trailing ra- wagon behind you uh, has... Four other prisoners in it. Um, there's also uh, eight marshals um, that are. Uh, there's two on on at the front of each wagon, kind of controlling the automaton horses, and one riding shotgun. Um, and that that makes up four of the eight. And then uh, the other four are riding on horseback. Um, or actually, no. There's a third wagon, which is the car, uh, which isn't a prison wagon, so that has two of the eight as well. So there's only two on horseback right now. Um, the car, uh, the third wagon is a cargo wagon. Um, it doesn't have uh, uh, any like slots in the wall. Um, uh, they just have like crates and uh, and like sacks uh, of gear in there. Um, potentially, these are the personal belongings of these marshals or uh, goods and valuables that are being transported from wherever these marshals began back to Alanistead. No way to know for sure. Um, they're not very uh, you know, open about what's in that cargo, if you ask. Um, your traveling companion within this uh, wagon is um, a kind of gruff man with a, with a patchy beard. It seems like he's been in this wagon for a while. He was here when you got here. He was the only one in here. You also notice that he is shackled separately from you. Um, uh, there's basically two um, like eye screws uh, in the floorboard of this wagon, um, uh, and your shackles are attached to a chain that runs through that uh, th- runs through a separate eye uh, screw than his. Um, and uh, he hasn't been the most open talker unless you decided to engage with him directly he definitely didn't initiate any type of conversation um you notice he has a scar um uh like right around his neck um like maybe like a like a bullet had gone through it at one point um uh low caliber bullet by the size of the scar or it's a very old scar um uh and then uh he's you know got rough hands um, kind of like brownish hair, though it's really, really dirty, so it's like extra dark right now, kind of like hanging over his face, um, and he's got like green eyes. Uh, and uh, yeah, he doesn't talk to you a whole lot unless you try to talk to him. You have like a couple days before you make it to... Oh, God. <laughs> where, where Rufus, or uh, where uh, Roland, Roland is being held. 
of um yeah um i i i think probably after the first day i would i would try to to start some sort of conversation with him um maybe to sort of like just uh, getting back into the wagon after i don't know if they let us out for any reason like rest stops or whatever uh and um and just sort of like a hey you know kind of like I'm not super gruff, you know, but I'm not, like, scared of him. So just, you know, respecting his space, see if he, like, even says anything or if he's really just very grumpy. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you look like, Pax? Describe sure. Yourself. Of course, your, your standard gear is currently not on you. Uh, yeah. All of your standard gear is in a lockbox um, underneath the seat of the drivers of your wagon. Right. Um, yep, so, um, uh, trousers and, and, uh, like a shift shirt and some boots, I assume we have shoes, and then... Actually, you were not given shoes. They took No shoes? shoes? They took my shoes? (laughs) All right. Uh, and, um, uh, I have, uh... Law, like longish brown hair that's like uh, in a ponytail, probably. Like it's definitely up. It's unusual for it to be down. Um, I've got like sort of narrow features and like um, uh, like olive-colored skin. Um, yeah, just sort of. That's like not un not ugly, but like not like amazingly attractive either. Just sort of like standard person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> average size, average build. You um, spent ten yeah. minutes in the character creator, but you weren't about to spend two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, and she's pretty athletic. She's she's definitely like like sinewy, um, you know, potentially able to climb on the outside of buildings so she can repel in to steal things what uh so when you say like hi to him he gives you like a grunt back okay okay progress um it's like <laughs> like i don't like um I find myself at a loss for what to say. Yeah, uh, so you sit in awkward silence with this guy for, yeah, <laughs> for like a while, and then I'm sort of like, "So, how did they pick you up?" I guess. <laughs> he lets out a chuckle. He goes, <laughs> uh, uh, "How?" Well, you're you're looking at it. This whole thing is for me. They rolled out the red carpet for old Rufus Nash. Interesting. Oh, Rufus Nash. Do I know Rufus Nash? 
You can roll connections to see if you know anything about uh, the man known as Rufus Nash. Okay. Uh, I will. Uh, ooh. That's got. Uh, I, I know one hit. Okay. Uh, you've seen some, uh, some bounties for him. Uh, you don't remember the exact number, but you remember it being extremely large. Oh, okay. Extremely um, large bounty. You you didn't like look too hard at it. You're not like a bounty hunter or anything. You just like you remember seeing the name uh, through the past like few uh, towns you've been in uh, for a while now. It seems like they've been after this guy for a decent amount of time. Um, you know, judging by like what you can kind of remember, like violent crimes seem to be the case, which of course, large bounties usually are that kind of thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so the name rings a bell and you, you're like, you kind of are able to piece what he looks like to the bounty board. He's definitely less clean than he was before, or than he is like presented on the bounty board. Usually his, uh, his beard is is a little bit more maintained, uh, and, um, uh, uh, like his hair is usually like pulled back, but right now it's just like hanging down in front of his face. Okay. Um, so I can presume that he's very dangerous. <laughs> yes, he okay. is very dangerous. <laughs> All right. Um, interesting. I will, uh, yeah, so, oh, um, Well, they, yes, <laughs> and I just sort of, like, stop talking to him, uh, <laughs> and just sort of, like, I'm, like, I just. You do notice, like, as you get, like, kind of flustered by, like, him just dropping his name, he, like, does get a little, like, satisfied grin on his face as he, like, kind of leans back into the corner he's sitting at, and, like, leans his head up against one of the bars, uh, uh, which is just kind of a smirk on his face. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you arrive in the town of Coffee Creek. You're given a very brief uh, uh, bio break um, uh, as they uh, as they take you guys out in shifts, like one at a time, to uh, to relieve yourselves. Um, they feed you at that time. They feed you a little bit of uh, like corn meal and then give you a little bit of water uh, so that you can like make it to the next stop. And during that time. Um, Roland, you've been in the cell of the sheriff's office at Coffee Creek, and, uh, the door, uh, you hear the wagons coming to town, you hear, like, the, the, like, marshals talking to each other, and then the, the door opens up, and, uh, a tall, kind of handsome man, um, uh, with dark black hair, uh, marshals badge on his, uh, uh, on his jacket, like, his duster, um, uh, walks in, you see he's got, uh, he's got, like, a rifle slung over his shoulder and, uh, you know, a a pistol on his hip. Um, he walks up, looks kind of in the cells, like he doesn't know exactly what he's looking for. He sees you and he goes, let's see it. And, uh, uh, the sheriff stands up, kind of brushes himself off. The sheriff is, uh, uh, the sheriff, like, was, you know... When he arrested you, he seemed pretty imposing, but standing next to this marshal, he definitely seems more meager. Um, and he uh, he kind of brushes himself off and goes, oh, yes, Officer Yan, um, 
this uh, this man here, uh, well, we sent the report in the LRC. Did you read it? He's like, I'll read all the reports. Uh, that's it. Um, uh, give me the keys to the cuffs, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll take them. And uh, uh, the sheriff obliges, and they open up your cell, and uh, uh, they you know, grab him and he goes, you need to use uh, the uh, outhouse before we put you in. It's going to be a little bit of a ride to Alonistead. Well, I mean, if you put it that way, probably, right? It just seems smart. Yes, please. <laughs> he, uh, he waits outside while you use the outhouse. Um, I, you know, I don't actually have to go, but I am sort of frantically looking for a way to escape and don't <laughs> find one. <laughs> <laughs> like, briefly look into the seat, you're like, nope. Maybe it's plumbing. <laughs> no, it's not plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> And then after after uh, having no way out of the outhouse but the door, um, uh, you are uh, uh, guided to a uh, hover jail wagon uh, with two passengers. As there's like a brief moment where like someone goes, ah, we got just one more. All right, good. We're not at capacity then. Yeah, I guess throw them in with uh, with uh, Nash and uh, what, what was your last name, Pax? Uh, Davison. Nash and Davison. And uh, uh, they, you know, put you in uh, there and you get attached at the other end of a chain um, uh, to uh, packs. The two of you, you have uh, shackles that are attached to a single chain that runs through that little eye hole that's screwed into the floorboard. Separate from uh, from the shackles on Rufus. Rufus. Ah, man, I made this name and now it's hard to say. Rufus Nash. Hi. Um, I guess if if you need more chain, just sort of let me know. <laughs> I'm Roland. Uh, Roland, what do you look like? Uh, Roland is pretty tall. I think he's like six two or six three. Um, like I said, pretty thin. Um, probably would look very good in like a well fitted suit that I presume is now in a lockbox under the driver's seat. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, it's got um, sort of dark brown hair that looks like it was styled recently, but hasn't been for a few days. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think sort of very pale blue eyes. Uh, and looks like he's usually uh, well shaven, like clean shaven, um, but has not shaven in a few days. Yeah, so he introduces himself as Roland. Uh, you get a, a non-committal grunt from the man in the corner, leaning against the bar. Uh, Pax, thanks. That's kind of you. Well, you know, I figured it's a, you know sort of only thing to talk about. <laughs> 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 and after uh, a short break, as the other prisoners are able to relieve themselves and the uh, marshals restock for the rest of the trip, um, there, uh, you see again um, that uh, uh, Officer Yen, um, uh, who seems to be in charge, he seems to be in charge of this whole caravan, uh, he walks around, uh, checks with everyone, and then like barks a couple orders. Um, a ninth marshal, the marshal that, uh, um, that helped take you in, um, uh, Roland, uh, joins the, the caravan on horseback, 
Um, you see them load a very small uh, like amount of his personal possessions into the large cargo uh, wagon at the front of the um, of the caravan, and uh, they uh, they head out, and you leave Coffee Creek and head direct towards Alonistead. Now, the trip to Alonistead is like little less than a whole day. Um, so you're looking at like, you know, anywhere between like 14 to like 16 hours, uh, on the road here. Um, and like you said, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, <laughs> uh so unless you guys are being incredibly tight lipped, like good old Rufus Nash is, um, uh, you guys can uh, choose to roll to shoot the shit. Um, uh, you can, uh, pick each other, or if you want, you can pick Rufus Nash, but it's more likely that you, uh, that you end up revealing something to him instead of learning about him by picking him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not a generally quiet person, and so. You also so haven't if, had company for a couple days. Well, I mean, I made friends with this sheriff, you know, I tried to, I don't know if, I tried to, you know, maybe like, see if I could get some compassion from him or get invited to dinner and then I'd be at dinner at his house when they came to pick me up and it would be a whole thing. Um, but it didn't work. So, um, yeah, no friends for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot the shit with, with Miss Davison here. Uh, I will also, uh, I will also shoot the shit. Uh, with um, Roland. So the two of you roll personality as an attribute only test, and uh, however many hits you get determines the kind of interaction the two of you have. It's um, been so long since I've been good at this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who wants to go first? Uh, well, what did you get? Uh, I got one hit. Okay, I was going to wait and see if you got none, because I got three, and I figured I could smooth over. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, um, Roland, you get to learn something about Pax. All right. Yeah, I think, you know, a couple hours in, been sort of talking about nothing for a while, and then, so, I know you, like, not supposed to ask this, right? Sort of criminals 101, but um, what are you in for? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I was taking a walk and uh, they mistook me for someone else uh, and, and that, and I am now falsely accused of being that person, uh, whoever that is. And um, allegedly, she uh, has time left on her contract, uh, and, and I don't, so. Uh, right, of course, mm-hmm. allegedly. Yes. Are you trying? It happens all the time. Just a miscarriage of justice. (laughs) 
Are you trying to actually make it seem like you're not the person? No, no, allegedly. You're just, you're just covering your bases and kill the mar- in case the marshals are listening. Well, if he's a marshal, they just like drop him in here all casual, like yeah, get sure, me to sure. confess. I don't know this person. Sure, sure. You get another yeah, like yeah. small chuckle from from Rufus in the corner. He's just like a. Huh. Um. But, uh, yeah, I was innocently walking in front of a bank, and they decided that that was suspicious, and then they confirmed, allegedly, that I was this alleged person. Uh, and, And now I'm here, and I'm sure everything will be worked out by the time we arrive. Right, I'm sure... That you, we're going to get there, and they're going to open up the doors, and they're going to look at the two of us, and I motion to, to Nash, and they're going to say, two of you, straight to prison. You, Miss Miss Davison, we're so sorry. You're free to go. <laughs> <laughs> Another... <laughs> from, from Rufus. <laughs> uh, and then... Um, because you rolled three hits, uh, Roland, the two of you bond over something. Uh, so further along in this trip, something happens. Some kind of kinship is born. Hmm. I don't know. You got anything? Uh, nothing that immediately comes to mind. Um, but I do feel like if we talked enough, which I don't think they'll do here, we would find that we are peas in a pod. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't have anything that comes to mind. No. Uh, uh, sure. Uh, I got it. So, when when you are, of course, justly released when we arrive at Alanistad, do you have, you know, plans to see the city or, you know, places you want to go? I can recommend some restaurants if you like. Uh, you know, there's a couple, couple nice, you know, tailors or... I've got a bit of an in at the university if you want to, like, audit a class. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't mention my name. <laughs> um, that is very kind of you. Um, I think I would be not able to stay in the city, uh, unfortunately, this time around. Uh, I'm, I'm from Alanistead uh, originally. But, Small um, world, me too. Oh, really? How interesting. Uh, and uh, and so you're be- being out here for reasons? <laughs> oh, well, you know, allegedly, <laughs> I've been given a large sum of spurs by um, the university there, um, freely and, of course, legally, allegedly. If it happened at all, there's really no way to say for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a big old case of he said, she said, and there's more of them than there are of me. So I'm being thrown under the bus for allegedly stealing a lot of tuition that I can test. I, I, they just gave to me <laughs> for, for services rendered. And so then I ran. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Ah, so an open and shut case, uh, and uh, that you'll you'll be out and about. They'll find the paperwork, and everything will be fine. I'm sure the contracts will turn up, and and uh, you know, who's to say where any of us will be and in a day's we'll time? Both meet up in Glenspire. It'll be great. Sounds lovely. I, I hear it's beautiful this time of year. The the jackalope races are supposed to be starting soon, so. Oh, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. It really does sound great. People dress up in their finest there. I do love a good excuse to get dressed up. Mm-hmm. And jewelry. <laughs> Lots of rich people gathered in one place. <laughs> All the money sort of on them. Yeah. <laughs> Risky, you know, but uh, but they seem to manage okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a few hours after that exchange, uh, uh, the the caravan is continuing down the road, um, and uh, you notice they kind of like tighten up the ranks just a little bit as they start moving through, uh, particularly um, uh, hilly area of the garden. Um, uh, where, you know, there's like tall rolling hills around, around you that kind of block line of sight and several of these hills, or at least in the valleys, uh, there's like, you know, uh, medium to large, like pockets of like wooded areas and thickets. Um, so the sight lines are much smaller now in this, uh, at this time, as you guys are still moving along this kind of dirt road, uh, to Alanistead and, um, uh, you guys are just kind of sitting there. Your conversation has gone into a lull. And then kind of unexpectedly, uh, you see this man, uh, Rufus Nash, kind of like sit up for the first time. He's been kind of slouching, seems kind of defeated. Uh, and he just sits up. Uh, and you finally see as he pushes back his hair um, uh, and kind of like unruffles his beard a little bit. He looks just a little bit more like those wanted posters uh, you saw um, packs and uh, he starts looking around a little bit at the at the terrain and then he looks at the two of you and he goes well I gotta say two of you were mighty entertaining for the for the last tr- part of this journey I appreciate it and I wish you the best thanks what what and uh, at that moment, he kind of raises his hands up like this. And um, before he has, uh, before you have a chance to ask anything else, uh, your ears are attacked by the sound of an explosion. Um, uh, and uh, you hear the people screaming and the and the horses like rearing. Uh, and uh, you can kind of see from your position, uh, like by the bars. Uh, the road ahead of the caravan has just exploded and shot up like a gout of uh, of like rock and dirt, and that like it starts falling all around you. Um, and then suddenly, there's like three more explosions kind of around the road, dirt and muck flying up, uh, and also like a, a decent amount of smoke. And suddenly, the area around is very obscured. But just as that's happening, right before. Like, it's completely like a haze around where you are. Um, his hands up like this. You see the, the flare of a, of a gun from pretty far away um, uh, flash. And you hear the bullet, or you hear the bang of it as, 
as his um, handcuffs are shot clean from the uh, the chain containing them. Um, and then a second shot flies almost right on the heels of that, just bang, bang. Uh, and that seems to uh, clip the, uh, uh, the lock of the door leading to this wagon. And in a, with the blink of an eye, as the haze and smoke and dirt uh, starts like surrounding you, uh, Rufus Nash uh, rushes past you and uh, like shoulders through that door and, it, and the like already damaged lock breaks open and he flies off into the smoke. And Holy now shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear uh, gunshots and shouting and a couple more smaller explosions. And uh, you can hear the voice of, uh, of uh, the leader of the marshals, uh, uh, Officer Yen, um, uh, shouting out orders. You hear him like saying, like, get the wagons together, keep an eye on the prisoners, where's Nash, that kind of thing. I think there's maybe a moment where the two of us lock eyes. <laughs> there's just sort of a try and escape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, is there anything around us at all? Like, like what's the, what's the wagon made of? Uh, wood and metal, mostly. Are there any nails? Um, go ahead and roll observe for me. Um, uh, we'll do it at a, a minus two because you're, you're kind of, the smoke is, uh, flying I've around. been in here for days. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. You can roll observe to have scanned it. We'll put it at a minus one. How have, dare. You, have you have <laughs> passively scanned it, uh, up until this point. Uh, that is two successes. So these things are pretty well made. Um, and there's not like loose nail boards or anything like that. Um, you think there might have been some legitimacy to uh, when Rufus said that all of this was for him. Um, they were picking up prisoners along the way, but you think that like these wagons are pretty fresh. Like they may have made the like these wagons may have been fresh off the tra- uh, off the factory floor and put into service specifically for the task of uh, capturing Rufus Nash. Um, so there's not like any loose nails or anything. But one thing that you are able to notice how many hits did you get two um your your current like the weakest point right now one that definitely isn't a thing that you could take advantage of in any other situation than the situation you're in right now um uh is the uh the eye screw that is like in the wood um is is it's a screw in the wood which is like definitely like very tight in there but like that's like the weak point of your chains right you could you could break maybe the uh the either the wood around the ice crew or the ice crew itself and you and roland would still be attached by this chain but uh but you uh you might be able to leave the wagon um otherwise there's you know the 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 wooden floor which you could do something with if you can think of something i can't or the bars uh by you um uh, the the chances of you being able to just break the chain and the shackles you're on probably pretty low. Um. So what about? Um. Is the chain long enough that if it were if like it was pulled to the end that I could reach the the slide the sl- at the front of the of the um. 
the yeah, carriage? probably not with your hands, but you could like uh, put your head up against that slide and and mess with it that way. Okay. While your hands are being like pulled to the end of the chain. Yeah. Because you were you were closer to the door, and mm-hmm. Rufus was up against that wall. How how big is this? How big is this slide? Is it is it about like three inches? Is it like four inches tall? Uh, it's about three, three, we'll say three and a half inches tall and, uh, six to eight inches wide. Okay. I can work with that. Um, uh, (laughs) let's just go, I'm really sorry. And I, and I pull on the chain really hard, which I presume pulls Roland to the floor. Yes. Um, (laughs) And um, I oh, will. Okay, okay, we're doing this then. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I will, with my foot, slide open the um, because I don't have shoes on. Slide open the um, the slide. Sure, it takes a, a little bit of doing because there's no like notch for you guys to willingly slide it open, but it's not like locked or anything. So you are able to kind of like press your foot up against it and like use that friction to like slide it open and get your toes in and then close it, uh, open it all the way. Great. Can I fit my foot? Like, is there someone sitting on the bench? Uh, at this moment, no. It looks like the drivers have vacated their, their seats. Okay. Uh, has, um, huh. Has, does, the, how does the, have I seen how the bench is open? Uh, so the lockbox in question that's under the benches is not, the benches don't open. It's like they're shoved underneath there. Oh, okay. uh, And it's a, it's a pretty, it's like a foot locker. It's like pretty large. Okay. So this, this won't work. This, my idea to, uh, doesn't work. Um, but, um, and oh, then. Are you going to, do you have like, are you illuminated? Are you going to like use your telekinetic powers to grab the keys or something. Is that what's happening? Oh, no. Uh... <laughs> more gunshots, more explosions, <laughs> lots of yelling. <laughs> did you, did you just want to get, look, get a look at the front seat? <laughs> We're having a tiny bit of technical issues. My window has decided to do a thing. But it should uh, be I, I got a now. question while I'm, while I'm down here. Um... How tight are these, are these like handcuffs or are these like tight to your wrist manacles? Uh, tight to your wrist manacles. Ah, that sucks. That sucks a lot. They really yeah. wanted me arrested. They, well, yeah. The, <laughs> these, they really uh, wanted someone else arrested and I got sort of caught in the dragnet. Yep. <laughs> no. Bad things are happening. All right, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, it does look like we're uh, our our images on the uh, <laughs> there we in go. our in our boxes keep shrinking. Yeah, it's it's okay. I think I've got it. Hopefully, hopefully now it is better. Um, sorry about that, folks. Um, okay, everything hopefully should be fine. Um, so uh, and. Uh, I, I got I got an idea. If unless are you, does it take a minute for your illuminated telekinetic powers to? I I am not illuminated. My plan did not work. What is your plan? 
Oh, okay. Um, so here, if you can come back so I can get a little more leverage on the chain, then you pull yours tight, and then we're just going to yank as hard as we can. Uh, what is this? Righty tighty, lefty loosey. So uh, we're going to just try and unscrew this thing until we can break it, maybe? <laughs> it's just a screw, right? It's not like a, a high-tech... Yeah, compared compared to the like tempered metal that is the like shackles and the chain, this screw seems very mundane. <laughs> I've seen a lot of screws. I know a bit about machinery and technology. This is neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're we're trying to, I guess, have enough torque to pull on it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Just you know, you get it tight and then turn. We could even sort of circle around each other. It's really <laughs> working. Uh, yeah, so you guys, I think, can, um, uh, you can teamwork test, uh, an athletics test. Okay, okay I'm gonna help you. <laughs> <laughs> Seems good. Uh, okay, so, a couple of things have happened. First, <laughs> no. I've gotten one success. Second, I've misfired. <laughs> Okay, okay, so it's just a misfire, not a grave misfire. We'll deal with that soon. What did, uh, so that's, that is a plus one to you, though. Um, so that is three successes. Okay. Um, so the two of you, you kind of, like, uh, get the chain kind of even between the two of you. You pull up on on it and, like, kind of wrap it around your elbows. And uh, you start pulling and kind of twisting. You actually see as the screw, like, kind of, like, pushes, uh, pulls against the wood and, like, ekes a little bit. And uh, and then you're, like, pulling as hard as you can, uh, both of you. And you, like, kind of move around each other, shuffling uh, in somewhat of a circle to kind of get the screw to slowly start unscrewing. And then it just pops right out and you punch yourself in the face Roland oh, uh, oh no ow, <laughs> ow. Uh, and uh, yeah I, I think um, you'll you'll take uh, uh, what's what's your what's your strength it's small right <laughs> oh this is great I take unarmed damage as if I've hit myself and I'm quite weak it's only three <laughs> nice sweet alright so your muscles three yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So. Yeah. You take. Uh. You. You. You take like one, one. Or you take two. Two hit point damage. Ouch. Ow. That sucks. But we're free now. So I guess. In the grand scheme of things, pretty good. Um. Should we go around to the front where our staff is? Yes. <laughs> stay very close to me, and I'm gonna take most of the chain and like, like it's a weapon, and like so it's like. So I could hit somebody. Oh, sure. It. You have you get take some of the slack between the two of you and like yes. grab it on both ends. So you have like kind of a, a loose, uh, uh, like I think here it's metal and will hurt. <laughs> it seems like it would. Um, so you guys uh, clamor out the back of the wagon. Um, more explosions. The haze is everywhere. You can kind of in the haze see like the flashes of muzzle fire, and you do like see like there's a moment where as you get out, like a horse races by you without a rider. Um, uh, and like just like barely misses you and then like disappears in the fog. Um, more shouting, um, uh, and uh, you hear like, Where's Nash? Where's Nash? Uh, it's the dead man's gang, is uh, like some of the words you're able to catch. Um, and then 
you make yourself, you make your way up to the front, you kind of cl- clamor on. The automaton horses totally, uh, totally unfazed by what's going on. They're just in like standby mode, just kind of sitting there. Um, and uh, you're able to kind of pull out that footlocker from underneath the uh, the seat, and um, it is uh, it is still locked. Um, and at, at that moment, as you're kind of there, you see movement, so your eye, you know, you snap to, and maybe uh, uh, Pax gets uh, gets the chain ready, <laughs> uh, um, and you see Rufus Nash uh, uh, moving by. He has a gun in hand now. Uh, and he, he like kind of runs by, looks up, like looks up and he goes, Hey, you, uh, you found your way out. Nice. Hi, hey, if, uh, you want to earn some spurs, uh, once you get your stuff, uh, meet me at the front, uh, help us look through some of the cargo here. We're going to get a, we're going to rob these fools blind. And he like grins, uh, uh, and runs off into the mist, uh, to the front of the wagon out of your, uh, out of your line of sight. Um, but yeah, you have a footlocker in front of you that is locked. Uh, okay. Well, now it's, it's, if I were, if we were to try and use an automaton horse, would that be wrangle or drive? Drive. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Um, I don't know about you. Um, I'm, I, you know, I don't know, the dead man's gang. Well, they don't seem like they're in my line of business. I don't know if they're in your line of business. <laughs> not, not not, typically, but um, hold on. And I'm going to, like, swing really hard on the, on the footlocker to see if, like, I can get the, like, the lock to open by bashing it with this chain. Sure. Roll a melee attack. Okay. Uh, it is an improvised melee weapon, so we'll put it at a we'll put it at a minus one. Uh, okay. We'll put it at a minus two, actually, because it's you're kind of shackled at the same time. So it's yeah. like it's like a poor me- <laughs> improvised melee weapon. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say we could just take the lockbox and hop on a horse and run. <laughs> <laughs> I want shoes. Um, Fair. Uh, I get it. <laughs> uh, okay, so that is actually three successes. Uh, three? Three. All right. Uh, so you you hit the chain. You see it kind of, like, buckle a little bit. And then... And uh, uh, the last, uh, like, hit uh, pops the lock and kind of, like, breaks it a little bit. And you're able to kind of get down there uh, and, like, work at it to kind of, like, uh, get it loose of itself. And as you're doing that, you see movement again. Um, and, uh, you, like, as you're about to get the, the lockbox open, uh, you see Officer Yen, uh, on horseback, um, kind of pull up beside the wagon and, like, notice you, and he, like, points his gun at you. Uh, he's got his pistol in hand. His rifle's been lost in the mist. Uh, and he has his gun at you, and he looks at you, looks at what you're doing, kind of looks around, he goes, where's Nash? I, uh, I'll look to... Roland and I'll go. I am already saying up <laughs> what, front. <laughs> he, he, uh, he went to the front. He's him and his whole gang. They're at the front. They tried to recruit us and we said no. We're law abiding citizens. This has all been a mistake. We don't want to join your gang. <laughs> has he has he rode off yet? <laughs> I can keep going. <laughs> no. He, he sits there. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll manipulate real quick. 
do it at a at a minus two because you are like. Okay, <laughs> I'm almost positive the answer is no. Does my talent dress to impress help me here? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm wearing the clothes of someone who's wrongly accused, and thus they are appropriate for the situation. <laughs> You are up against a 10. Oh. I got two tens. Oh, you're the aggressor. Um, So you say that. He kind of, like, sizes you up, looks at the two of you, uh, sees that you got the lockbox open and, like, partially cracked. And uh, he lowers his gun. He doesn't holster it. He kind of glances over his shoulder real quick, looks back towards you. And he goes, all right. I, I, I'm familiar with, with your situations. I, I, I did read, uh, they sent a thorough dossier on the both of you. Uh, you ain't Nash's type. But I am outgunned and outmanned right now. Can I use your help? I, if you're willing, I could look the other way at the end of this and y'all could escape. Uh, the deal? I'm in. I'm attached to her, so it's not really sort of a for sure thing. Of course. Of, yeah. <laughs> Great. We're in. So are we like deputies? Do we get badges? How does it work? <laughs> no. <laughs> Here. And he reaches in his saddlebag and he, he pulls out uh, 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 a smaller lockbox uh, about the size of like a large book. Um, and it's sleek back and high tech. It doesn't have like a mechanical lock. And he goes, my money's on there after this. And he sets it on the stool next to you. And he, there's like, uh, you know, more, another explosion. And he turns and looks and he goes, all right, y'all take that lock box. There's a stream south of here. You hit that stream. You follow it downstream about three quarter mile or a mile. There's an alcove, uh, kind of a cave, a shallow cave. You wait for me in there. I'm going to see what I can do to get my men out of here, and then you'll be long gone before they realize that they're looking in the wrong place. Sounds great. I love this plan. And, he, and then he, he like briefly like sits there and goes, don't make me regret this, because my jurisdiction is planet-wide, and I will find you if you go running off to your freedom before I say it's clear. Sounds good. I promise we won. <laughs> Do you mean that, or are you lying to him? <laughs> Undetermined. Who's to say? <laughs> we mean it in this moment. Listen, the life of a grifter is always meaning what you say when you say it. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll manipulate to see if he trusts you uh, in the slightest. <laughs> You are uh, up against a nine. Ah, uh, well, uh, no net hits on that one, then. Okay. I might have oversold it. That's that's my bad. I shouldn't have promised. <laughs> what did What did you roll? What was your highest? Uh, an eight. Okay, so he only gets one net hit on you. So he definitely like you can tell he's suspicious of you, um, but you also have a feeling that he is, a, honest to God, like one of the better marshals out there, and he will 
be able to track you down. So it's like kind of a like he like looks at you as if to say like you can try. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, and then before he has a chance to say anything, uh, uh, a gunshot cracks and his shoulder bur- bursts with blood, uh. Uh, and he almost falls off his horse. And then like pulls himself back up and fires off into the mist. And he's like, "All right, fuck it, go." <laughs> And then he uh, kicks his horse in and starts riding towards the gunfire. I'm going to put my shoes on. <laughs> yeah, you guys have opened up the lockbox. All of your gear is there. I don't think I have time to put all of my gear on. But I definitely, like, take out a couple of, like, weapons, I guess, for protection. And then also put my shoes on. <laughs> and, and grab, like, my backpack and and... Uh, not that I can really carry it because we're still locked. So I guess, I guess it's just the weapons and, and this thing. And hopefully they bring our stuff, at least my stuff. I don't know about you. What do you mean bring your stuff? You have all your stuff. You can see it all there. Yeah, but like, how am I supposed box? to put, like, oh, I guess we could carry the lockbox just between take, us. This is sort of what I was saying earlier, right? Ah, take okay. the lockbox and if you want to, I don't know, are you good at Automaton horses? I'm middling. Um, yeah. You don't seem confident. I'm going to drive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so we, we carry the lockbox, we hop on one of these automaton horses, we ride down the, the stream a quarter mile or a mile or however long he said. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you um, you grab the reins of the horses and pull them up. They're kind of like, um, uh, you know, thicker. They have like wiring in them and everything and like the sensors of like you picking it up, like make the horses kind of like uh, regain consciousness, it seems. Like it's like they've been like totally like statuesque. And then as soon as you grab the reins, they kind of like uh, move a little bit more naturally as if they were living horses. And um, you pull the reins up uh, and you kind of pull to the side and they start like going that way and you're going to try and uh, kind of off-road it a little bit uh, to try and get out of this kind of war zone you've found yourself in. Um, so let's go ahead and do a drive test. Um, I'm going to put it at a minus three uh, just because uh, it's it's the, the visibility is terrible. You're going off-road. Think, the situation is very bad. Great. It's totally fine. Everything's okay. Hey, okay. Well, uh, just the one. One hit. What's your highest? Seven. Did the road roll very well against me? (laughs) (laughs) Is it all an ogarina? Are we dead? Uh, so you, you kind of pull and, and, uh, uh, give the, the ropes a snap and they start moving forward. You off-road it. It's rough for a second. You guys are kind of uh, bouncing around. And um, Pax, you notice, you're kind of able to see a little bit of... Uh, the fog is clearing a little bit. And you're able to see some of the uh, some of uh, what like is going on around you. You get like a brief glimpse of, uh, of a man on, a, uh, on a, a red bull-like creature known as an Ache. Um, like barrel pass, like breaking through the smoke and um and he's just like firing uh uh what looks like spread shot out of a out of a pistol um and you see him just like hit a uh, marshal in the neck and then like blood shoots out and you guys like 
like see that for a second. It's like right in front of you, like uh, briefly, and then uh, he disappears into the smoke again. And then a little bit later, you start hearing like engines, and you you are able to see like the movement of what looks like kind of like a off road like truck uh, uh, moving off in the distance, like rolling over a hill, like the sunlight kind of cutting through the fog finally. And you see uh, like it's like kind of doing like a, a pretty intense maneuver, kicking up dirt and fire, like a ton of gunfire is coming from the back of it. You can't tell if it's a person holding like a rifle and somehow able to stand there, or if it's like a turret that is planted on the back of this truck. Uh, but it's a rapid fire shots, just like full auto uh, raking through. And like, they actually, you see some of the shots like hit some of the, the automaton horses in front of you. Uh, and you, you know, you're able to kind of snap the reins and move past that, like out of that rain of fire. And then the, like behind you, you hear the sound of the truck, like barreling, uh, cross, uh, your path and in the other direction. Um, and no one seems to take direct notice of you as you move your way through this. Um, and, uh, you manage to clear your clear through kind of the, the smoke and smog. Uh, it's getting a little clearer. You can kind of see the the shape of the battle looks like maybe you'd say most of the marshals are dead and the the uh bandits number anywhere between five to ten of them it's hard to say for sure um you do see a few of them like kind of around the shape of what you assume is the front uh the front wagon, there's like gunfire centered around that area as if they've kind of created a perimeter around that and are, are like tearing it apart. Uh, and then you bend around a hill and are able to break line of sight with the fight and then, you know, snap the reins and get back on the road and uh, make your way to the south. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, I think I've just hit a couple of my advancement triggers. <laughs> what have we got? Um, I've certainly talked this marshal out of conflict with me. Yes, uh, that uh, is an XP for both of you. Uh, I've talked my way into a place I have no right being, which is no longer under arrest. Yeah, and in control of, uh, of something that is of great importance to a marshal. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I think I've obtained something using only words as my currency, which is something that is of great importance to this marshal. Yep. Um... Now, I don't, I guess it wasn't intentionally a trick, but it does seem that I've sent the marshal into a disadvantageous position by telling him where Nash is. No, no, no. It was not a trick. He was, that is, where he wanted to go. Okay. Uh, so that's three XP for both of us, and I get a crit. What about, uh, you, Pax? Um... Uh, I, uh, let's see. Uh, I was just, I was just checking because I, I know you have a lot of sneaky ones yes. too. Yes. So someone was certainly threatened with violence. Oh, absolutely. Um, we were. It was us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, an open fight is avoided through underhanded means. Yeah, we told him where Nash was and sent him on the way. Seems <laughs> so very underhanded. You, you avoided the fight um, by making a deal with a marshal. Um, After you were uh, clearly uh, given a proposition from the gang to uh, be, you know, part of the gang temporarily. Yeah. Uh, I've taken something I want but don't deserve, my freedom. And um, 
I sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, did I get away with breaking the law? Hard no, to say. You we're given oh, yeah. an order from a marshal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So you guys are at 6 XP right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, you ride south. Uh, the sound of the, c- the cacophony of this battle behind you kind of gives way um, uh, to like the, you know, the trees and the hills that you leave behind you. Um, you can kind of only hear it in the distance, but you can still kind of hear it. And then you eventually come across uh, a stream. Uh, and do you follow that stream downstream, or what, what do you guys do? We follow his instructions, I think. Yeah, I definitely, I follow the stream. At the very least, it seems like a great place to stop and rest and decide if we're going to do the rest of the thing that the marshal asks us. <laughs> Cool. Uh, so you guys make your way downstream, uh, and it takes you a little bit of time because there's not really a road there. You kind of have to get off the road to follow the stream. Um, luckily, this uh, is a hover wagon, so uh, the automaton horses are able to very kind of nimbly uh, follow this curving stream uh, without the wagon really hindering them a whole lot. Every once in a while, you do scrape up against like a, like a tree or a stone, um, as you make your way and you kind of find like, you're kind of like the, the, there's like hills that have been clearly like cut down by the stream. It's not quite a Canyon, but there's like stony, rocky, like wall to your left and the stream to your right as you make your way. And eventually you do see, uh, off in the distance of what looks like kind of a, like a cave mouth alcove, uh, that matches the description that Marshall gave you. Yeah. I'll, I'll pull the horses and wagon into that. Cool. Uh, they just like uh, they fit into the mouth uh, neatly. It does look like it goes back. Uh, uh, it's kind of hard to see for sure without a light source. Uh, could be uh, forever, but judging by the fact that he said it was shallow and like by the you know uh, the general size of this thing, you don't think it goes back too far. Um, so I will uh, look for my auto picker. I think and um, try to get these. Uh, manacles off. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think you go for your auto picker. I go for my lock picks. We have the moment of like, oh, are you, oh, yours is much better. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are able to reclaim all of your gear. Um, uh, you get your auto picker out. Um, it is difficult because you are shackled, so uh, you can roll. Uh, and uh, this is a particularly difficult uh, manacles to unlock. So we'll put it at, in total, a minus four. Oh, my. Before your bonuses from your auto picker. You know, that's rough. Then <laughs> um, you're rolling Skullduggery. Yeah. So, oh, that's also a nine. Oh, neat. All right. Let's keep going. Nope. Did I give you negatives and push you into an explosion? Yes. <laughs> Are we playing Manifest? <laughs> um, I have four hits. Yeah. You get both of them. <laughs> uh, so there's like a brief moment. She kind of like takes her, it takes her like a second to like get 
the angle like with both of you kind of shackled there's like a moment where you're both kind of like shifting and you're trying to help her like get the right angle then finally she's able to stick like the uh utensil into the uh uh into the mouth of the lock and you hear like a clicking sound as the auto picker works and she kind of like deftly moves it with its uh, with the tension and uh then uh one shackle comes off and then she's able to quickly get the other shackle off and then she works on herself and gets the shackles off of herself and the two of you are now uh, no longer attached. That was extremely impressive. Uh, thank you. Uh, it is something I happen to be pretty good at. <laughs> I've, I've done my fair share of, of lockpicking, but that was, you know, that borders on art. <laughs> uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. So, do do you want to see if we can figure out what's on this thing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, So you investigate the lockbox. Yes. Uh, So yeah, like I said, it is about the size of a large book. Uh, it is smooth black metal, uh, and it doesn't have any kind of mechanical lock. It has some kind of panel in the front um, uh, that uh, you could inspect to try and figure out how you might bypass it. Uh, it would require a technology role. Oh, okay. I mean, I've, you know, I don't know if I mentioned it. I had an in at the university. I have a PhD. Okay. You know, something. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at this with my... Do you want some help? So yeah, it is, if, if you know things about technology, you know, a good scientist always accepts help. So you guys start taking notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, before any assistance or anything, um, it is a very sophisticated piece of technology. Um, so it's going to be a minus three to identify exactly how to function, how it functions. Okay. Uh, and you said you got two hits over there, Pax? Yes. Okay. Minus one to my technology. Uh, okay, okay. I've got one hit. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a lock of some kind. No. <laughs> it seems to keep you from opening the box. <laughs> ah, PhD, I see. All right. Uh, no, it's so in you... literature. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it... Uh, it, it's kind of a so it's biometric in, in some way. Um, uh, authorized users can scan. You're not sure if it's eyes, thumbprints, or both. Um, and then uh, you're able to kind of notice it has like like kind of taking a close look at it and like shining a light in it. It looks like the lens on there is like um, uh, like holog- uh, like makes holograms. Uh, and so like you your your guess is that once the necessary biometric input is uh accepted then a little hologram appears that allows that is like touch sensitive and allows you to punch in a code of some kind that would be your guess on how this thing opens um but you get you have no sense of like how you would fool it okay so i think the way to get this open is to wait for the marshal (laughs) (laughs) Um, because it requires his thumb or eye or both. Oh, okay. 
And I, I didn't think to grab either when we had the chance. That's a joke. I couldn't have taken either. <laughs> um, all right. Then I guess we wait. Is there a way to like sort of hide us being in here at all in case like how how long do you think we wait? <laughs> um I think, you know, how long did it take to get here? Uh it it took th- 30ish minutes probably. Okay, so if we figure it took us about a half hour, he's probably fighting for 15 minutes, maybe, and then he's going to round up his guys, that's another 15, and then it's a half hour to get him. You know, maybe we give him like an hour, hour and a half. (laughs) That seems fair, right? Because any longer than that, and who knows who could come by and find us and kill us. There's a large gang in the region, I've heard. (laughs) Um, maybe we bury it? Yeah, I think if we're going to leave, we bury it. And then with a note, we leave a note. You always leave a note, is what I've learned. (laughs) No, I mean, I think we bury it now, just in case, or like hide it. Oh, sure. Yeah, we can bury it now. So that in case, who knows, right? Then we have leverage, that's all I'm saying. Right. So you want to bury it somewhere else then 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 here i mean probably i'm yes maybe no okay i don't know um is there a place to bury it here that that like a little nook or something that will i mean okay the the floor of this cave is soft enough that you could bury it depending on how deep you want to bury it um, Mostly uh, just so it's hidden, you know. We'll you're say. you're in the garden, so the surrounding terrain tends to be pretty earthy, and uh, and um, uh, at least the like top layer is easier to dig into than say the arid, rocky land of the Badlands. Yeah, I just want to find a place in here to bury it, so that if if the um, if the dead dead man's gang comes here and wants it they have to let us go before we tell them where it is but we don't have to go anywhere else in case the marshals come here and ask for it that's good thinking i like that yeah we'll just there's a rock over there i saw it it was distinctive but not so distinct you'd think it was a marker it's sort of perfect uh yeah yeah um you can roll skullduggery to uh, try and mask this burial site of this lockbox. Uh, I will help out. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, with my two hits. See, like this rock doesn't look like anything, but you remember <laughs> it now. <laughs> and if I told you about it, you'd find it easily. That's the, the, perfect, the perfect place to hide treasure. Um, so that's two hits for me. Okay. Oh, uh, I see it. Yes, that makes mu- a lot of sense. Yeah, the two of you kind of like dig a little shallow hole in the ground. You put it in. You do a decent job of pack, like uh, packing the ground and then like shuffling it up enough so that it looks like natural. 
Um, and then um, at this point, it's getting a little bit dark. It was uh, already getting like the sun was getting a little lower in the hills uh, when the fight broke out. And so now it's been like a couple hours um, or close to a couple hours. Uh, it's getting a little darker. It's especially dark in this cave. Uh, you guys are, are hurting for natural light. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have, do you know how to make a fire? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, you need something that'll burn and then something to, you know, make a spark on the thing that'll burn. And then, and then fire happens. It's just sort of... <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. sort of science, really. Right. Simple. So uh, you could just get on that, then. <laughs> so you want me to go out there in the dark? <laughs> <laughs> Alone? Are you going to come with? Um, Let me put it this way. You... I'm not going to go look for firewood alone. Maybe we could just see it from the mouth of the cave and then like right. you could go pick it up and then you could start the fire with like the, the like wood. Sure, right. sure. We'll, we'll go to the mouth of the cave. Is there any firewood in eyesight so that I could... <laughs> it's sort of, you know, when you take out the garbage at night and you ask someone to, you know, like watch you take out the garbage. <laughs> I wasn't going to make you guys roll survival, but now I am. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, was not, I wasn't going to make you roll to start a fire, but you are correct. You don't have really any means to do so. So let's, uh, yeah, let's roll some survival and see if you can find the necessary supplies to make a fire, because you guys are, neither of you have cubes? <laughs> no, what would no. I do with a cube? What do I need a cube for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, go ahead and uh, you can roll survival. It, it is dark now, so we'll put it at a minus two. Oh, survival at a minus two this day. <laughs> No, Why have you done this God. thing to me? <laughs> Here oh we God. go. Well, that's cocked, so that, that, I can roll that again. Okay, well, that's not anything, but I do have a reliability on this. <laughs> also, not anything. It's I dark. failed to hit my target of two. <laughs> it's very dark. <laughs> you, you look out, you and you're like, I got a one. I rolled a one. We got it. <laughs> I don't. I don't see anything. It's, it's, like... it's, there's sticks right there. Go, go get them. Uh, it's not there. Do you remember having seen like thickets and brambles that could be used to start a fire uh, <laughs> uh, upstream a little bit if you want to go get those. Uh, Level cool. one characters are hilarious, and I love it. Um, <laughs> Okay. Instead, I am. I am not doing that. I am <laughs> going to put on my night vision goggles. Mm-hmm. You've had those the whole time. We stood at the mouth of the cave <laughs> and looked out into a sea of darkness. I, I saw things that were great. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to make you feel jealous. Um, I and. Mean, you- you failed in that. <laughs> um, and I will. Uh, oh, golly! Uh, I will pull out some uh, 
I will pull out some wiring out of one of these horses. Oh, sure. And you want to try and salvage the horse a little bit to get some supplies? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's, that's way smarter. Yeah, I could turn a horse into fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can uh, you can try and salvage this these automaton horses in the wagon um, uh, at least a little bit. You'll you know you'll render one of the horses uh, um, unoperational uh, by beginning to salvage it. Um, but yeah, you absolutely can. Uh, you can roll technology or machinery uh, to uh, actually it's ju- actually it's it's just machinery. Sorry. They don't have any. Idiot. We have these clothes, right? That we that we were wearing in this prison thing, and these are automaton horses. They run on gas, right? Yeah. Well, uh, no, actually, it's like kind of a mix of like energy, like luminescent energy cells, and I, I I don't actually think there's much like gas gas for these. They're a little more sophisticated. Oh, wild. Never mind. Yeah, let's rip these horses apart and make fire out of them. Uh, do you do you know your way around? Um, the insides of uh, an automaton horse. Um, I- I'll help. I'll help you. Great. Yeah. So uh, it's machinery. Uh, if you are assisting um, packs, you roll machinery. However many hits you get adds to uh, the target number that Roland rolls. So, so I'll look at it and I go, oh, I think it's these parts, and then I'll hand him my goggles, and then uh, as I get one, one hit. Thanks. Okay, great. Uh, that's caught. Oh, okay. Uh, two hits. Okay. Um, so you're able it is to, those parts. <laughs> you're able to remove two tech cubes worth of parts, um, and you can turn one of those tech cubes into uh, basically uh, like a torch of some kind that can then like you can easily, like, begin a fire with, uh, with, like, you know, the shrapnel from, like, the floorboards from they were shot and stuff. Like, you have enough, like, kindling, sort of, uh, and you're able to, like, uh, maybe make a wick also out of some of the parts and some of the rags that you had. You're able to, like, secrete a little bit of, like, uh, oil from, like, the, from the thing, and you get, uh, you get a little bit of a fire there. It's not, like, a campfire necessarily, but it's enough of a fire to give yeah, you light so got, and the warmth. Got a pile of wood. And then just like a lightly oily rag leading away from it. <laughs> we'd stand back and we'd light the rag and then hide behind a rock. <laughs> <laughs> great. Great. This is great. Yeah. And um, uh, now you guys have a little bit of a, a camp going here. Um, you're getting to the point where it seems like uh, it, you're getting to that point where you're not sure if you want to stay for the marshal or not. Um, and around that time, you have a little bit of fire, uh, you hear movement at the mouth of the cave. Uh, we're not hiding from anything. Call out. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) We are in here. (laughs) There's a a slight pause. (laughs) And you see, you see shapes appearing at the, at the edge of your fire, um, uh, uh, bestial shapes um, as you have attracted the attention of uh, three axe handle hounds. Oh, but they're so cute. No, they're not. They're scary looking. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, they're, they're semi-canine looking creatures. They have a stony wedge shaped 
uh, head uh, with a long uh, mouthful of like razor sharp teeth. Oh, and they that's... kind of like, they kind of move in and like, you know, you hear like the snarling and like you see their like, their like uh, sharp tails kind of like swishing behind them. Uh, and uh, I need you guys to roll initiative. Oh no. Sure, we're not hiding from anybody. Let's just invite the dogs into our camp. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so the accidental hounds have a three. Okay. Uh, um, go ahead. I got a four. Yeah. I have a six. Ooh. Uh, so you're not trying to do anything about making me jealous here. I All right, so Pax, you get to go first. Um, so there's three hounds, and as uh, as Roland makes the joke, like, yeah, sure, let's just invite the dogs into our <laughs> into our campfire. Uh, they snarl, let out like a roaring bark, and uh, rush forward towards you. Uh, you see, like the the like front of their heads, like that kind of like wedged axe shape, is sharp, and it's running at you. Uh huh. Um, but you I... have acquired all your gear. So what do you look like now that you're not in uh, prison rags? Uh, yeah, so, uh, I, uh, have, um, sort of, like, 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 dark jeans on, I guess, probably, and, uh, and then, like, a, like, a loose, um, blouse and a jacket that went, that, like, that's, like, a moto jacket, and when it gets zipped up, it's, like, like, almost like a, it's like very skin tight so that like for sneaking and stuff and it's it's like a dark color thing and it has a hood that comes up over it and it's got the it's got the like you know i'm i'm obviously a thief hand like <laughs> you have like a little loop around your finger <laughs> <laughs> uh and then i've got um uh like a bandolier of um like uh small knives that have like little loopies on the end that I can like throw. And then I have like one giant knife. Uh, I think, do I, did we keep that? I have two giant knives that like are are, like sort of like in holsters almost, but not quite uh, that are just like on my hip. So, yeah. Well, you're up. So what do you do? These hounds are rushing forward. They look hungry. Uh Uh-huh. Well, same. Um, so I will, uh, throw, throw some of these, um, smaller knives at them. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Um, so you're throwing at the, at just one of them, whichever one's closest? Uh, I don't have a talent or anything for anything else, so yes. Cool. Takes a quick action to attack one, um, and which, which kind of, uh, knife are you throwing at them? Uh, uh, just piercing. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you are up against a seven. Oh, neat. Um, so I, uh, got two net hits, uh, with sevens. How I much was... damage is that? Uh, six, six damage with four piercing. Ooh. Okay. 
Uh, no, it's it's more than four piercing when you're using piercing, right? Oh it's yeah, it's six piercing. Yeah. So that all of that all goes to hit points. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I will throw another one with my offhand. Yeah, go for it. Um, You're up against a seven again. Ooh, okay. Well, uh, less good this time. Um, I I got one hit with an eight. Which is how much damage? A three. All of it's piercing. Okay. All right, yeah. Um, quickly reacting to the hounds as they move forward, uh, Pax steps back, kind of assuring her stance, and uh, with a flick of uh, both wrists, throws out two knives that uh, uh, one, like, gouges the along the wedge of the front of one of the hounds, uh, and then the other one, like, sticks into its shoulder. And like, they let out roars um, uh, and keep running forward. Um, and uh, that puts it to Roland's turn. Uh, okay. I, seeing this, seeing these two extremely good knife throws, um, seem to just enrage this thing, I will, um, as I'm scrambling back away from a fire, uh, reach, uh, into my pack and just roll out a little, a little silver ball, um, hopefully in the middle of all three of them, because then it just Loads and sleep gas. <laughs> nice. Maybe <laughs> a second. And I'll just reach under my collar and slip up my excellent filtration pass. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Sorry, I'll wake you up if it works. <laughs> uh, so, um... Uh, yeah, you see him kind of roll out a grenade in front of you, Pax, in between you and these uh, charging hounds. Um, and you kind of, like, raise up an arm like, oh, no, I'm about to explode. But instead of an explosion, uh, this cloud starts seeping out. Um, uh, it's not as thick as maybe, like, a smoke grenade might be, but it is, like, kind of uh, a haze. Um, and so now uh, for every feet of movement – or for every five feet you're trying to view through this gas, it's going to be a minus one visibility penalty. Um, and, uh, and then you pull up your filtration mask probably with your other quick action, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So the hounds begin their turn, <laughs> uh, inside, uh, inside the smoke. So let me roll their negate. Probably really what? bad at it. Probably just real bad. One of them is hurt, so... <laughs> I'll roll him first. Oh, that's bad. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait, that exploded. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to spend grit so both of you can have grit right now. Ooh. Um, and I'm going to play to the gallery so I can count this uh, lower number so that it explodes so I can potentially get a higher number. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so the one that got hit, uh, like with the like deep gouge along the face and then in the shoulder, uh, like uh, like stumbles a little bit as the smoke shoots out. Like the smoke is like very quickly filling up this uh, uh, this cave. It's like it's like not like a smoke uh, slow thing. It's like on jets, like. And um, the uh, one that is wounded uh, gets like a face full of it and stumbles back and like tries to move forward and then like gets one leg kind of rolls underneath it and it falls down on its shoulder and it's like giant wide mouth like opens up and like uh, you see it kind of snap a couple times at you as it kind of tries to shuffle back up onto its legs. But then its body just kind of gives way and it, and it, uh, it falls into a deep sleep. Um, the other two, the smoke uh, hits them and they're like, Argh! And you see them kind of like slowed a little bit, but they like rush forward through the smoke, uh, like letting out like a, uh, and uh, they're going to be able to close the gap before they fall asleep. Uh, oh, no. And uh, they are going to, one is going to go for you, Roland, and the other, uh, it's going to run around the right, right side of the campfire, or from your perspective, the left side of the campfire, uh, to try and get at you and like snap at your leg. And the other one is going to jump up at, um, at PAX. Um, uh, quick question. We had time to uh, take a breather after um, the big fight. Oh, yeah. Right? So you would have automatically regained your two hit points. That's good for me. Um. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Roland, you are up against just a two for the first attack. And yet... I am still hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it only got one net hit on you, so you take two damage. Um, uh, oh, there was a reliability. That doesn't matter. You take two damage. Uh, any piercing? Nope. <sighs> Thank God. As as this thing kind of like grabs your your foot in its giant mouth and pulls you back towards it, so it can kind of get better purchase above you, and now it's gonna like try and dig its claws into your chest. So go ahead and roll. Uh, oh God, I thought I was done. Nope, <laughs> that was just a, that was just a quick action from this guy. Uh, I got a seven. Well, you're in, you're in bad. You got you got some bad luck there. Um, so you take four damage. No this armor piercing. Such a nice suit. <laughs> well, it's getting shredded now by the sharp claws of this axe handle hand as it kind of like digs into you. And as it digs its claws into your chest, like ripping apart like your armor, you see it like push itself back. Uh, uh, its front legs seem a little longer than what you thought. And it's able to kind of pull its body back a little bit while pushing down on you. And then it's going to launch its head forward into you to try and, uh, try and smack that sharp razor's edge front of its face into your chest. Great, this is fine. I always knew I'd die in a cave because a dog hit me with its axe head. <laughs> oh, oh man, you have such bad luck. Uh, you're up against a nine. Uh, well, my seven does nothing. Uh, yeah. So, so that is eight damage with three armor piercing if it matters. Oh my goodness. Uh, I think you mean that's an injury <laughs> instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I actually, yeah. I don't have the table in front of me, unfortunately. Uh, I can pull it up. But I just assumed this couldn't happen. 
<laughs> well, that was your first mistake. <laughs> uh, I've rolled a six. All right. Uh, just give me a second. Oops, I scrolled right past the injury. I think tip. that's the second tier, which is... Uh, yeah, so this is a class injury. one to all tests? No, that's the first tier. So class one injury, uh, you rolled a six, so you are overwhelmed. Understand. Yeah. That's what's uh, happening. Uh, so you're at a minus two to your chat uh, to your test as this thing uh, slams its head into you, and you're able to kind of like deflect it with like a wild swing of your elbow, and it like smashes in next to you, but you like get turned onto your side, and now it's like kind of just like jabbing and clawing and biting at you, and you're like completely like like this thing standing on top of you, trying to get an angle to keep attacking you, and you're just like completely overwhelmed by this, and you're at a minus two to your next action. Um, your next test. Uh, so, uh, meanwhile, the other one that managed to make it through this sleep uh, is going to attack you, Pax. All right. Let's see how that goes for you. Uh, hey, lucky you. It whiffs on its first attack. Just, just straight up. Oh, oh. sure. Great. I see. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it has a reliability. I do need you to roll. It okay. has a four. All right, I have a 10. Cool, so yeah, you're fine. Uh, this thing um, leaps at you, uh, trying to claw at you and kind of pull you down a little bit. And you're able to kind of like duck dodge, like uh, weave around the side so it misses and then it like swings around and is gonna try and bite at your leg. Okay. So, um... You're up against a five. Uh, I have a six. All right. Um, so uh, this one, uh, it tries to bite at your leg, and you actually, because it glitched, um, uh, you're going... Yeah, it Sorry, we've been playing a lot of Shadowrun. Uh, uh, it misfired. It, it gravely misfired because you managed to uh, dodge. Um, that when it tries to bite at your leg, you uh, give it a, a kick, um, at its face, like kind of hitting it on the side of its like axe handle head, uh, and it goes flying into the fire, um, and it like uh, it's able to kind of extricate itself from the fire without really getting injured. But I will make it lose its uh, free headbutt attack. Uh, it won't get to do that because because uh, it gravely misfired, so uh, it loses that very strong attack that it doesn't get to do now. <laughs> Uh, as it kind of, like, flies in the fire and, like, kicks back and, like, embers shoot up and it, like, lets out, like, a, a roar. Um, and Pax, it is now your turn. And guess what? You're in a cloud of sleep gas. That's what I was afraid of. So I need you to roll a negate test. Yeah. Um, let me just double check something real quick. Before you roll. I mean, you okay. can roll. It won't adjust the number of dice you roll, but it might adjust your target. I've tricked this axe handle hound into a disadvantageous position where it's focused only on me and not you. Now kill it. <laughs> I will probably be asleep, but I appreciate your confidence. I believe in you. Uh... Uh, so, uh, 
what did you get? There's no, there's no ad- additional modifier. Cool. No hits. Okay. You fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's shit. fine. I, yeah. I got this. <laughs> yeah. The, you, uh, you're like, you turn, you just like kick to this thing in the face. You dr- br- like draw out both your large knives. You're getting ready to fight this axe hound that you just kicked into this fire. And then your like vision starts blurring. You see two axe hounds, then three. Uh, and then everything like kind of warps upside down as you kind of like twist and fall down on the ground and you're asleep now. Okay. Uh, you're up, Roland. Okay. This is fine. Everything is exactly where I have foreseen. My plan is coming together. I would like to try and roll into the Cloud of Sleep gas. Oh, also, uh, you started your turn inside the Cloud of Sleep gas. You are wearing the filtration mask, so it makes it much more likely that you succeed. But the thing is not infallible. So I need you to roll in a gate test. Your filtration mask gives you an automatic success on it. You just need to get two successes in order to not fall asleep here. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I get one more hit. Cool. Yeah, so your filtration mask is working. So what were you saying you were doing? I'd like to, um, I guess if I'm in the cloud, I don't need to roll into the cloud. No. Uh, so like I, closer to the grenade for funsies. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I will. I'd like to be as much in the cloud as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start crawling. You crawl out from underneath this uh, hound. It kind of like it rolls over and like uh, starts like moving towards you from behind as you move closer towards the grenade and turn around. Uh, yeah, and I will uh, unsling my rifle and try and shoot this thing. Go hopefully, for it. seeing as my grenade has failed. So many levels. Uh, you are up against a four. Oh, okay. Well, it's possible I hit. Um, you know what? Oh, actually, there's nothing I can do uh, for that, but it is reliable. Uh, yeah, I will spend two grit to play to the gallery to count this nine and have the two hits I'm allowed to count. Nice. How much damage does that deal to the axe handle hound? Uh, it is 12 damage with two piercing. All right. Uh, so it's uh, you kind of scramble out from underneath it, um, and you roll over on your back. Uh, you meant your minus two for being overwhelmed, right? Yeah. Okay. I was rolling uh, at a target of eight. And you uh, kind of shoulder this rifle. You take a shot at it, and it uh, it chips off like the top of its like stony uh, uh, head. Um, uh, like a little bit of blood shoots out, and it lets out like a yipping roar um, uh, as it like stumbles back and like shakes itself uh, uh, clear. And it's going to be their turn now, and they're still in this gas cloud. So. <laughs> That was that was me rolling three dice and getting a natural twenty on all three of them. <laughs> oh no! Do they die so badly that Pax wakes up? <laughs> um, yes. Well, they fall asleep. So what happens? Here's where it was gonna happen. So the one that was going after Pax um, uh, shakes itself clear 
uh, runs forward uh, and and is gonna like start like gnawing on Pax, um, but instead uh, it succumbs to the sleep uh, cloud. And uh, let me just double check a thing. Uh, and with its uh, grave misfire packs, it like grabs onto you as if to gnaw at you. And then it like stumbles back and it doesn't really have any purchase on you. It's just holding onto like your, your armoring and it drags you towards like uh, towards where it was. It kind of spins around. It's like trying to like bite down harder, but then it can because it's starting to fall asleep. And then it like kind of slumps down like it's heavy head laying on your lap. Uh, and it's the way it moved you made your uh, limp sleeping arm fling out into the fire. And you, uh, your arm gets lightly burned from the heat of the fire, which wakes you up. <laughs> oh, great. Ow! Uh, and then there's a sleeping axe handle hound on your lap. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, and the other one does manage to succeed still, the one that uh, is coming after you, Roland. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> um, and it is going to, uh, yeah, it's going, it's going to, uh, attack you for sure. Uh, it got no it hits. Ends. It got nope. no hits? Nope. It's Oof. hurt. You heard it. So, uh. Here's the dice pull I just rolled. One. 15, 20. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it's coming at you. It's like shaking off the the shot that you gave it, and it's shaking off the sleep. It comes at you. It tries to claw at you. Um, but yeah, it just it just whiffs as you kind of scramble to your feet. Second attack. It whiffs again. These wound modifiers are killing it. Um... And uh, third attack, it's going to use its uh, its little headbutt action at you. Um, as it kind of claws at you, you scramble to your feet. So it, instead of trying to like per- get purchase on you, it like pushes back on its hind legs and leaps forward, uh, kind of turning its head sideways to try and like knock out your knees. Uh, uh I've got a three. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can have grit. I'm going to remove my negatives. Uh, you get a grit, and it's going to hit you with a seven. Uh, and so that's four damage with three piercing, if it matters. Uh, you, know, you know what? I'm just going to take another injury. <laughs> sure. So you roll two d20s and take the highest result on the, uh, on the class one injury. Uh, Thirteen. Ah. That is... A hard fall, um, uh, which means you fall prone and cannot move next turn. So, like I said, it was going for your knees, um, and you managed you managed to like jump up right enough that like it doesn't like the the sharp blade of its like the front of its head doesn't like sever your knees or break them or anything. But you like you feel this pain as you kind of like your knees collide with the with the slope of the head, uh, and you roll over the top of it and slam down like smacking your head, and your knees hurt, your head hurts, and you're kind of stuck there on the ground for a second, like with your wind knocked out of you. And uh, teaching a freshman literature class right now. <laughs> and uh, Pax, because the um, uh, axe handle hound critically or gravely misfired, um, uh, I'm not going to make you roll in a gate test. The burning of your hand is keeping you fresh enough that you don't have to roll in a gate test against the sleep 
gas this turn. Okay. Um, so you you push off the axonal hound on your lap, and you look over, and you see Roland do a somersault in the air as his knees are knocked out from underneath him from a leaping axonal attack. Oh no! Um, I uh, I will uh, try to hit that the one that's attacking him, I guess. So let's see what happens. Like, yeah. Yeah, so you're 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 using your your knives, your your, your yeah. Knife. Yes. Okay, so you yeah. step to your feet, draw out your two like large knives, and rush forward, okay. and go ahead and roll your melee attack. Um, I have an eleven. Oh wait, I roll one more die. This okay. axe handle hound got zero hits. I still have an eleven. Um, so that is three hits. Um, which is, um, oh, there's reliability. Nope. Um, which is nine damage with no piercing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you, uh, uh, rush up, this thing like slams down on the ground and you just, uh, like flip the blade upside down and just like do like an uppercut motion and you gouge the side of its head and blood like shoots out and lets out a roar and then it turns its attention to you but you still have another attack. Ah, yes, I I do. Um, ooh, much worse. <laughs> no. What'd you get? Uh, ugh, it's gross. Uh, a seven. Okay. Um, I will give you a grit as I spend the last of my grit to be able to count this hit. Uh, and, uh, you reach down, uh, with your other one after you did like that uppercut, you kind of spin around and swing like with a sta- uh, with a slash motion to try and like, uh, sever like an important part of its like neck. Um, and, uh, unfortunately it kind of like very quickly like jumps up and like spins its body around to kind of make itself facing you instead of giving you like the, the broadside and you just barely miss like kind of chinking against the, uh, uh, against the face, but not like cutting anything. Um, and it lets out like a snarl. Uh, and in that, in that moment, um, uh, you hear a gunshot ring out from the darkness and the side of the head of the, uh, um, Axe Hound blows out and it falls down and you see movement in the shadows again and you hear footsteps and you see the figure of somebody approaching the light. And that's where we'll end this session.